Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, a podcast that this week sounds a lot like the Four Seasons. You found me, Big T, thinking about late September watching Robbie. What a very special time for me. <laughs> uh, we did catch a name. It's Weddy. Ooh. Yeah. I get a funny feeling when he walks into the room. It's Mr. Merchandise. <laughs> the man to my left seems so wrong but seems so right. Uh, it's it's the doctor. I've got two left feet when it comes to dancing. <laughs> Abuse our own so Frankie Valley can relax. Beer. It's a day off dark ale today. It's a, is it really the day of dark ale? Inter- internationally or whatever? No, day off. So from my previous career, I took a day off. Oh. And made beer as one of my um, tasks that day. So it was well, time well spent. And um, how would you describe it? It's very, I was expecting it to be like a two years old, and I think I've nailed the punch. Mm. But I was hoping to get more flavour out of it. Oh, I don't want too much more of that. It's very chocolatey. <laughs> yeah, chocolate coffee something. As be- I mean, it doesn't taste like chocolate or coffee at all, but if beer, as close as beer could ever get to coffee or chocolate. Yeah. Um, yeah, it certainly, it looks like flat Coke as well. But I added the, um, the malts. It's like a really well-cooked um, barley malt, mm. and it is like Cadbury chocolate. It smells oh, wow. so amazing. Yum. And that's what most of the flavor is from that stuff. You got any bingos? I do have a couple of bingos. I think they're fairly easy ones, though. Because okay. they relate to your exciting week. Great. Where, where do you got any bingos? Um, Wait, no, you're near a fluffy thing. You've got a phone case that has a pig on it. I've got two That's pigs. That's adorable. Two pigs. Um, okay, I've also got some bingos. Tell me about your weekend, Doctor. It's been a good weekend. I'm in partial retirement at the moment, so <laughs> I can't say I need a weekend at the moment, but I had a friend down from Gunnedah um, for the weekend who came to stay with us, and we caught up with her, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, bottled another brew, an IPA, this just before I came Ooh. here. So I'm looking forward to drinking that mm-hmm. and just been chilling out, enjoying the sunshine. So so just to clarify, you've quit and you don't know that it's the weekend. I had to remind you pretty much that... No, I've been working every day. All oh, right. But it's just nine till three. Yeah, right. You're, no you're, other worries. You're doing like, Sign off. Mm. So loving that at the moment. You're just helping Frankie Valley out on a casual basis. That's and then, exactly right. Yeah, that's great. Um, I had an incredible Thursday night, which I'll get to in my thanks, but for the rest of the weekend, oh, and and on Saturday I went to Lyca with the Littlest, uh, it was his first time, um, but other than that, I've been at home doing When F. can I ask you about Thursday night? Hey, it's coming up right now, let's do the thank yous. <laughs> Doctor, what are your thank yous? I seriously, I haven't been here for a while, but listening it's to some of... <laughs> I know, <laughs> the pod's gone from strength to strength. <laughs> yeah. Got all these quality um, stories going. Yeah. I introduced you to Weddy when you walked in, and I know, yeah. I know, I, yeah, I don't, yeah. didn't recognise her. <laughs> but the two, the two things that you guys put on with Vonnie and Dennis Carnahan while I wasn't oh, yeah. here was freaking unreal. Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you to quit your day job and get mm. into it full time. Mm. Frankie Valley won't let me. Won't? No, no, not yet. Also, for Mercher to quit his day job, he'd have to quit nine different places because he works on so many things. Like yeah. And I don't think... It's like mail when you change house. You don't know if you told all the mail people that, that you've moved. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's so all right. Can't Just actually, keeps coming in. He can't actually quit. But well done to the both of you because they were freaking amazing. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, I'm thanking Chris Gale because he, he... He was, in fact, our first ever Sports Best Friend Stories. Mm. And he, um, he gave... 
he took me to the corporate box at Leichhardt. And he has given me that ticket before. In fact, I took friend of the pod, Uncle Tim, to the Campbelltown one. And like a normal box, it is great. It's free food, free piss, and a great seat. But this one, it's the same thing, but um, Leichhardt's too small. So there's no... There's, once you're in the back, yeah. that's it. So are the coaches, so is everyone. There's no platinum or gold areas. <laughs> no. So let me <clears throat> sit back and let me tell you the story. So when I got there, walked around the stadium, had a beautiful lighting thing of, of Robbie 300, took a photo of that, found a ticket person, which is not normally what you have to do. You usually just sit in the grass and wait for the game to start. And I said, where do I go? They looked at my ticket. Oh, sir, I don't know. But <laughs> called me sir by looking at the ticket, which made me go, oh, shit, this is a real ticket. Um, try somewhere else. Ask somebody else. Oh, no, sir, please. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, it says here that you're up up there. Just pointed up into the thing. I was like, okay, great. It, so, wasn't, it wasn't the scoreboard end. No, it, was, it wasn't even in the normal seating. It was in somewhere yeah, in echelon yeah. that the normal ticket people don't know. You can't even see. No, and normal, picket t- normal ticket people aren't even allowed to know it's so glam. <laughs> No stuff, yeah, in, in case. <laughs> Luckily, I know like her quite well, so I went, oh, no, I'll go around the back where, where um, you know, referees and all the officials and stuff go. So I went around there and, and showed them my ticket, and they went, yeah, no, sure, come in this way. And I was like, oh, shit, this is, like, I'm going to be walking with players and stuff. Ran into the commentators straight away um, because I was already in a great mood, and one of them has a podcast. I straight away went, oh, I listened to your podcast. It's a great podcast. He took his earpiece out, started having chats and jazz with me, talking about how we were going to go that day, and I was like, this is already so much fun. <laughs> Ran into another ticket lady. She asked me to go along a uh, red carpet to go to the Ooh. elevator, and I said, oh, no. A, an elevator? To an elevator, and I said, oh, no, I went to the elevator because in my head I'm like, the famous people, yeah, there's only one elevator. Famous people aren't using elevators. Famous people are going to be on these stairs. It's only two flights, so everyone's going to be running up and down these stairs. So walked up uh, those, saw a massive function thing happening to the left, went to that. Guy looked at my ticket. Oh, I'm not 100% sure, but knew that I must have been important because I had a ticket that was gold, <laughs> pretty much, and so gave me a lanyard. So I was already a lanyard. This is fucking excellent. It gets better. Walked into a room, and the head of the New South Wales Rugby League's there, um, Pascal, the CEO of the Tigers, is there. Paddy Richards is there. Scander is there. A whole bunch of people. And I, in my head, immediately, I was like, I'm, I'm sure I'm not supposed to be in this room. So you've got a very short amount of time to introduce yourself to as many people as you can before <laughs> someone works out you're not supposed to be here. Turns out, David Trotten, the head of New South Wales Rugby League, yeah. I walked over to him. He lives in Belmain. Yeah, I said, hi, I'm Big T. Nice to meet you. And he went, I know you. And I was just like, oh, really? And he said, <laughs> and he said yes, I know your dad. And I said, oh, really? And, and in my head, I was like, I didn't tell you actually who I am. I said, hi, I'm Big, Big T. T. And I look and sound so much like my dad that he's gone, oh, no, I, I know an older version of you. Yeah, you, yeah, must for sure. be, you must be Big Puppy. And so then he and I have chats and jets, and I told him about the podcast. He's like, oh, I'd love to come on to that. Gave me his phone number. I was like, oh, this really? is already great. <laughs> Keep running, Big T. Keep running. So I ran to the next person, to Paddy Richards. You never ch- get kicked out if you're talking to the New South Wales <laughs> Rugby League chairman. Yeah, well, remind me about that later <laughs> after the game. So then ran into Paddy Richards, was talking to him, wrapped him up. He was having chats and chats. I was like, look, I'm sure this has been great for me. Thanks so much. I'm sure there are a hundred other people who want to talk to you here. So sure you're saying, because in my head, I'm also like, Paddy, you can't have all my time. I've only got this one amount of time. Um, ran into Scandal, having a chat to him. And um, and Scandalis tells me, I was, I'm just talking to him about, you know, I've got a friend here, Chris Gale. And he went, Chris Gale? Oh, no, you're not supposed to be in this area. And I went, oh, no, oh, I myself it. up. He said, yeah, no, I know, Chris, I'm going to be on the radio with him in two days. You're supposed to be somewhere else. Come with me. And I went, oh, Scando, please don't. Like, this is the best room. I've met you. I've met Patty Richards. This is a great room. I don't want to leave. And he said, no, 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 I've got somewhere better to go. 
And I went, that can't be true. He said, no, come with me. Took my lanyard, which I was upset about, but then proceeded to, <laughs> proceeded to walk me down the corridor and stopped in every single room. So we stopped in Triple M, Blocker, this is Big T, say hello. All, all the people there. And I was like, oh, oh my God. I went to. So Please was, tell me you got a picture with Blocker. That was at Fox Sports. I, by then I was too overwhelmed. I was already. I didn't get a photo with Paddy Richards at the time. I had to find him later. I was just, too, I was just thinking about how that I really shouldn't be there and how fun this was. And that, that was in the Fox Sports one. They then took me to the Triple M one, the ABC Grandstand. Dennis Carnahan was in the ABC Grandstand one, as he said, he's the sound guy. So then I looked mildly not stupid because like, oh, Dennis, we're friends. Hi. Oh, Big T, how are you? He then started introducing me to everyone in that room. So I was just, oh my God. Scandalous finally takes me down to a private suite. <laughs> there was a room all to myself that people were going to turn up to later and, and drop me off and tell me he was going to come back later. And so I had a TV set there so it was going to show me all the replays and stuff, Leichhardt and in front, fridge full of different beers, hot food sitting there, and I had to like hold onto my knees and take a whole bunch of deep breaths just because I couldn't believe what had just happened. Yeah, right. Then, and I'm going to, uh, the game was... Was this at like 3 p.m.? That was at 6, <laughs> and I messaged my mother-in-law straight away because she had said, look, don't don't worry, I was going to leave closer to 8 when kickoff was on, and she was like, no, nah, no, nah, go now, it's, a, it's an experience, go now, I'll look after him. So I messaged her, got straight away going, I've just had probably the greatest 40 minutes ever at Leichhardt Oval, thank you so much for doing this, blah, 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 blah. The, Chris Gale brings in um, the guy who runs Newtown Jets. Yeah. So I sit with him for most of the night, um, just talking to him about how you run a football club and blah, 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 blah. When we left, I then went and packed up with the ABC Grandstand people because I was talking to Dennis and he invited me in, yeah, you know, come and have chats and chats. And then I went to the bathroom. I hope I'm not missing anything. I went to the bathroom and Pascal's in there. So I started talking to Pascal about how great a job he's doing. And he and I just <laughs> leave the bathroom together. And so I just walk back into that, <laughs> talking to the CEO. No one's going to stop me with that lanyard then because I'm obviously best friends with him. Into Robbie's... Um, farewell. Yeah, farewell. So his family's there. His friends are there. His brothers are giving a speech. Um, I'm standing in the back. I'd now had a bit to drink. So I was hooting and hollering at times that I thought were appropriate when he, you know, they'd say, oh, Robbie would do this. Yeah, what and then the entire playing squad just forms around me as they come up from the change room. <laughs> so I was just talking to them about how great a game that, whispering to them how, how great a game they had and how cheeky I couldn't believe you were back and you had a massive black eye and blah, blah, blah. And I'd finished my drink and so I thought, oh, Robbie must have also finished his drink. So I went over to the bar, got, <laughs> got, got a cider because I was already drinking ciders and walked over halfway through one of his brother's speeches and I'm like, oh, Robbie, here's a drink, man. He's like, oh, thanks, man. It's really nice of me. And then when I, <laughs> when I went back to the team, <laughs> two of the players pat me on the back saying what a champion I was. <laughs> I was just like, this is the greatest night ever. I was waiting for someone to just go, you're, terminally, you're terminally ill, and this was, we've put this on because you're going to die and this is never going to happen again. Far out. Couldn't believe it. So, of course, Benji, Luke Brooks, everyone's in that room, Chris Lawrence. That's by the time I realized you're running out of time. So it now start taking photos and look like an absolute like naff. So that's when I then started taking selfies with everyone going, hey, can I leave the fan with you? And, uh, and then got back in the car and it was midnight. I was like, I can't believe... I just completely forgot what day it was, what year it was. Oh, I had to go to work the next day. Um, so crazy. Anyway, so that was an incredible night and we're shaking the whole time and just happened to be wearing a Benji Marshall 300 T-shirt while I took a photo of Benji Marshall. So would great. you proclaim, proclaim that to be Rugby League Christmas from now on? That sounds like fucking Rugby League Christmas. That was, I know, but Christmas comes every year. That's never going to happen again. No, that's true. That was, yeah, yeah Christmas yeah. League birth. <laughs> Um, so and and I honestly we'll get to it in the game, but I honestly have never watched so little football at like <laughs> in my life because the room was I mean that guy Albo Albi the Jets guy wasn't the only interesting person there. There were heaps of people there who were just such interesting human beings. So anyway, so thanks Chris Gale. 
Let's move on to this. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Thursday, your Mighty West Tigers versus the Cows at the 8th. Uh, as I said, I didn't get. I watched the, the I watched the the game again on television later. But at Hey Sam, Arnold wrote, "It was a special game last night, but the moment for me was when Tamalolo made a break with only Corey Thompson in front of him, and the hash Corey hotline did not flinch. What a man took him down! Couldn't believe it. Seriously, that was the time I was, I was happy for the cows to take a point. That was in front of the post too, wasn't mm, it? He was, yeah, he yeah. was smashing it. I can't believe. I think the other reason why that night was so great was because we were out in front from the kickoff." And it was in cruise control. Yeah, from Robbie's charge down. Oh, and his try. And his try. Unbelievable. Uh, and the the place had such a great vibe, and can't believe it. Any other comments? Because I was pretty surprised it wasn't that um, like it wasn't a massive crowd. Wasn't for, it? How many people? Like it was pretty. I don't know officially, but oh. the hill wasn't jam packed like it normally is, okay. and especially for Robbie's like three hundredth kind of um, feel. Yeah, it felt it felt very full. It sounded really full. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, only 10,000. Yeah, 10,000 is not that bad. There were 7,000 today at the Roosters-Titans game. Yeah. And it's against a Queensland team. So you put it against another Sydney team. But who, aren't I'm doing, ha- who aren't doing very well. Yeah. And also 10,000 on a Thursday night. I wonder how many. That's Yeah, that really isn't that bad. Thursday night's usually terrible. It was great being at home watching the um, pre-game coverage. It was awesome having Jonathan Thurston um, admitting how much... He hated Leichhardt, like but he up. just played it so well. He's like, yep, there was some bloke on the hill every single time yeah, just yeah, absolutely yeah. rubbed me up the wrong way. Yeah, oh, and He's saying, oh, and six, I lost. Yeah, isn't that incredible? And thank you for reminding me of that because when I went to the toilet at halftime, I walked past the coaches' boxes, so ran into Madge McGuire, told him he was doing an absolute an excellent <laughs> job, shook his, t- shook his hand. He, thanks very much. he said, thanks very much, Big T. I also saw Paul Green, and he was nowhere near as happy to see me. And, and, and No, you wouldn't be. I didn't put my hand out because he was walking very fast, but I said hello, and he went, oh, and kept going. But then when I finished going to the toilet and was coming back, I ran into Jonathan Thurston, and I was with a guy, Bronco Reg, who's a massive Queensland fan, and I went, JT, you massive legend. How are you doing, sir? And he shook my hand. I'm well, thanks. Kept going. And then the Broncos fan I was with was frozen and just watched him walk past and just couldn't believe that I'd shaken JT's <laughs> hand. And I, was, I asked him why he didn't. He was just like, I don't know. I don't know how you spoke to him. <laughs> anyway, so thanks for reminding me. Have you showered yet? Honestly, I haven't. I oh, know I would have. I've, sh- I've showered a bunch of times. But I kept looking at my hands that night. I was just like, wow, this hand is killing it. Uh, the score... Well, you're going to nail the points. 28-4. <laughs> yes. I don't have my things you lose. Yeah. Well, we'll let hey, Weddy hey, guess. Hey. I should get double points because no one else competing. Yeah. We'll let Weddy guess maybe each score. All right. Oh. Friday. Yes. <laughs> Friday the Circus versus the Clap at Mount, at Mount Smith Mouth Stadium. And, in fact, that game and I think every game this week have been an absolute thrashing. They Last have. week there were so many close games and this week was the complete opposite. At... Mr. Underscore T06 wrote, Hodginson is the best stripper in the game. Winky emoji, hash NRL, hash we are Raiders. <laughs> he was phenomenal in this game. I mean, it's in, a, it's, in a, it's in a game in which heaps of players end up looking good because you, you score a huge amount of points. But everything, every single highlight starts with him finding the right play. Yeah, right. Which is incredible for him to do. And I'm super impressed. It was just Kearney's blow up was the highlight for me. In the change room. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. That was so great. That's what I'm here for today. Yeah. <laughs> the towel kick. The, the towel end, kick. And the guy just catches it <laughs> and throws it back on the ground. It was so... I find that 
That must have been the most humiliating bit. Not a grown man shouting at a grown man, but he kicks a towel in your face and you catch and go, oh. Yeah. oh. I've just finished reading this um, book about um, Paul Roos, oh, yep. the ex-Sydney Swans coach who turned them around, the Melbourne Demons, and he, was, he wrote down 25 traits that he would do after finishing playing that he would never do as a um, Coach. Coach. Oh, yeah. And one of them was never lose your temper because it's never constructive. Oh, yeah. And so, like, every time I see a coach now just, like, flying off their rocket at someone, you're like, Mm. hmm, I wonder if that's going to actually... Yeah, have a good impact. But then you hear other coaches, like, it really drives them Mm. to go out and actually do something good. What was the score? Weddy. There was 58 points scored, Weddy. Oh, no, don't give a clue. It's going to have to think. (laughs) There was a big score to a little score. (laughs) Thirty-one, two. No, try and keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep this one even. Oh God, I don't know. I can't read that. Forty-six, twelve. Forty-six, twelve. <laughs> the next game was the kebab shops versus the Camburgers in New South Brisbane. Now, were you hear them? Did you hear that we changed it to ca- the kebab shops? No. So, uh, f- um, Sophie C Bomber. Yeah. Said one of our only contributions for the entire 40 minutes she was on the pod was that she said there were a lot of kebab shops in Brisbane. Is there? That's her sporting knowledge of rugby league and well, AFL. Well, let's see how some of the best names have started. In a kebab shop? No, in this pod, just <laughs> oh, off the yeah. off the whim. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. And so now they're called the kebab shops first at Campbell's in New South Brisbane. Abs- another absolute thrashing. At Little T wrote, nothing to do with me. Two I's in this, mm. two T's, two E's. There's a lot of doubles. Uh, get your filthy hands off the three-time Aria winning Dale Finucane. So in this game, what's his name? That Lodge. Oh. Yeah. Well, Tip Rat. Can we call him Tip Rat from Tip now on? Tip Rat. Uh, he, he was in a scrum and he was in the second row and reaches forward and slaps Finucane on the face. Oh. And Finucane stands up. And Finucane looks like a really nice bloke. He sings beautifully. He looks he like does a gentle bloke. And he gets up and, and says to him, don't touch me again. And then, because he's an excellent human being, turns to the referee and says, this is what the gentleman's done before. This is what he's just done now and something should happen. And the referee says, we completely agree. Instead of taking it out of the referee's hands and punching the bloke, he says, I'm in an environment which is controlled by people. I'll tell the people controlling the environment. That's got to be a first on the NRL field. <laughs> it was brilliant. I loved it. And he was really upset about it, but he still was level-headed enough to go, someone yeah. can control us and they should. I'm not going to sink to this low. Yeah. And then he did it, Lodge did it again and again in the game, where in every tackle he'd stand up and just touch him in the face. And you're like, you just, you just don't appear to be a very nice person. Yeah, right. Your criminal history, I mean, you're on you're a lot of drugs and alcohol, prescription drugs and alcohol, obviously had a an impact on your decision-making. And so someone, your family members, could probably persuade me to think that's not him, blah, 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 blah. But you acting like this on a football field says a lot about who I think you are as a person and you couple in the, the illegal activity you've done. You just don't seem like a normal a normal person and I'm ha- happy to tell you that to your face. So did anything happen? He wasn't seen being. They were penalised every time he did it. But yeah, right. They also got pumped because the score was... 15-12. No, they got pumped. Oh. 20 to 3. 20 to 3, <laughs> Weddy reckons. 3. They kicked a drop goal and they got pumped. Greg Inglis wasn't playing. Real score? 40 to 4. 40 to 4. Oof. That was a terrible game in terms of quality. Yeah, I. Um, There's a reason why they dropped out of the 8, the Broncos. Yeah, for sure. And also, unlike the Roosters game, this wasn't. And the Raiders game, when they kept scoring, they looked great. Whereas Melbourne, when they scored, I don't know, it just wasn't as. 
entertaining. They were getting schooled on the left hand side by Adokar yeah. and. And I love Adokar. Whoever's playing in the centres there. Who's that, number four? Uh, he's the bloke from Papua New Guinea. Uh, mm, I'm going to get his name wrong and sound horrible. So, But uh, yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, your mighty West Tigers Tasha Gale team versus Wenties at the eighth in the game to get into the grand final. And this was Littlest's first game ever at Leichhardt, and he had a ball. Loved it. Laughed sometimes, not at the game, but <laughs> but particularly when I took him to the... I was really worried he was going to make a lot of noise and annoy people. Turns out like a third of the crowd were under the age of five <laughs> yeah, right. because it's a massive family thing. So many mums and aunties are playing. So there's lots of little signs saying, go mum, or little little um, jerseys that said mum and things like that, which is so sweet. So I went and parked myself on that side. And the the West Tigers fanatics, whatever they're called, the Jungle Fanatics or... They're the people who yeah. are always at the other end. They were there for that game, so I love that about them. And every time they would shout and cheer, Littlest was like, whoa, that sounds fun. Like just people, <laughs> like people have to sing at him all the time, particularly when he eats. Got my attention. Yeah, and he was just like, oh, well, there's a band here that sings. <laughs> so, um, particularly the Tigers, Chung Chung Chung, which he's been hearing his whole entire life. He finally got to do it, he finally got to do it in real nice. life with, with 100 and how many, well, 800 people. Getting um, a drum kit. Yeah. Well, yeah, he loves that. Our way in league... <laughs> Instagrammed, what a game, fire emoji, at Mounties RLFC, winning in the last two minutes of the game to defeat that at West Tigers underscore HNTG. Congrats to both sides on an epic season and congrats to the Tigers placing top four in their first season together, which is a perfect summary of that. Thanks, our way in league. So does it go into the women's NRL comp soon then? It does, Is that what's happening? The end of the regular... Um, NRL season, the WNRL starts in the yeah. final s- season. Oh, okay, right. And so this Tasha Gale thing is 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 like the New South Wales Cup of that. Right. And so they pick you're signing people out of this. Some of the ladies who who have signed to the Roosters, uh, Rabbits and Roosters, are also in the Newcastle team that went on um, to beat the Sharks in the second game. So yeah, right. He's in New South Wales. I was play. listening to Grandstand yesterday, and I'm not sure who I was commentating, but they were um like in disbelief about how like how much quality talent there was on yep. the fields for those games. Both those games. Compared to what it was last year. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. holy moly. Last year was a bit of a struggle to have full teams. This year we got an absolute quality yep. run out in the lower division. And Tim McIntosh, who's a comedian and on Twitter an excellent human being, he is a one of the trainers for Mounties and, and does – Men's and women's. So he was at the. He was doing. He was running full water for the girls team yesterday, and he and I were on Twitter talking about it. And I, at the risk of sounding condescending, was really surprised by how excellent the game was. The refereeing was really great. There was no replays or any stupid crap, and so no worrying about decisions. She would just call. The referee was also a woman. She would just call things, and that it was the right call. So many times the ball went to the ground, and she went gone back. So it was just. Really great. Trust just, your instincts. Yeah, and just really entertaining <clears throat> football. And the fact that we were winning the entire game and then the Mounties won in the last two minutes was also made it super entertaining. Yeah, right. And the crowd was 50-50, so every time something happened, the place was electric and, and really loud and great. And 10 bucks. So for 10 bucks for a double header is incredible. It's crazy value. Score? Wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, you can have a crack first. Um, Even numbers. 24. 24. 16. That such, that's an excellent rugby league score. 24-22. No, it's 14-10. No. Flaps. I get a point. Woo. No. <laughs> Flaps versus Jousters at the bad bet at AJS Might. 
At, at NRL Knights are a shadow of the team they were five weeks ago, Hash Manly Knights. I can't believe the insane drop. Try? Oh, no, drop in form. The, oh, the, oh, from the Knights? Yeah. yeah. Garlic's try was incredible, but the Knights haven't had any major injuries or anything majorly happen and just look like they're the same team they were three years ago. But they did this at the start of the season and lost five in a row. True. And so, they won six in a row. Then but, they've lost five in a row. But it was like a, they were playing badly and were still okay. Sorry, they were, they were losing but didn't, didn't play that badly and were yeah, okay yeah. and then escalated into winning some games and then looked good. But this just looks – in the last two games are just dramatically – They look amateur against yeah. the Eagles. And dropping 20 points, like both losses were huge. Yeah. Um, just doesn't look good. You're right. The garlic one were bounced and he – he looks like he's an NFL player where he needs to keep both feet in. Yeah. Where he's on a complete crazy angle. And then smashes his head, plants it into the ground. This was a game where they're getting pumped and every single try was enjoyable. Like, that Manly played yeah. really entertaining football. I don't want to say it, but it was like the first time I've actually enjoyed watching Manly play. There we go. We're getting there. I'm in loving it. <laughs> now, KB's got to have something to say. No. Nah, didn't it's message oh. me. He's too drunk, I think. He was too busy in the there, box. Yeah. Uh, now, one of them's double-digit, one of them's single-digit. One of them gets pumped, one of them doesn't. 44-8. Eight. 44-8. Excellent rugby league score. It's not it. 30-6. to 30-6. to six. A... I'm looking at it. Lies. Yeah, I tried showing you, but you didn't look at oh, it. Right. Yeah, you can't, you're too blind. Oons <laughs> vs. Culture Club. Let me tell you, you've got a phone. Oons <laughs> vs. Culture Club at Wank Best. Uh, at Mitch D underscore 90, Nathan Cleary is the worst attacking half on the field in a game featuring Lachlan Lewis and Jack Cogger. Wow. That's saying something. Bad. are so bad. And, and Canterbury looked really good. Not, not world-beating good. There probably wouldn't have been many other teams this round, but they didn't play like kind of badly and Penrith are worst. Canterbury played well and Penrith didn't play very well, uh, particularly... Uh, Maloney was fine but had so many errors and yeah Nathan Cleary is just after Origin such a massive nosedive in, in form sad to watch yeah I don't hate Penrith like Migs and so I don't want to see them this bad and it's uh, like I was listening to Andrew Johns today talking about how Origin has taken so much out of so many players and a lot of them being Dragons players right but yeah when you see someone who is contesting for the halfback and then just manages to hold it together. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. And you wonder, as professional athletes, how a campaign like that, of course it's a little bit extra to your schedule, but you should be prepared for it. Yeah, no, I agree. And and it happens every year and every other player gets through it. Yeah. Maybe, Daily, maybe it's Daily the Cherry age Evans of things. Look, Daily Cherry Evans looks fine. Um, yeah, so anyway. And the score with that, it's a nice multiple. That was 16-8. Mm. Uh, Old Gill versus, and Canterbury, by the way, at this time, all the teams that that the Tigers <coughs> needed to win so that we would get further up the eight. Yeah, they did us a favour, didn't in, they? Including that one. Then Oons versus, I oh know we just did that one. And then Old Gill versus Athlete Foot at Compartis Sam's house. And this one we really needed the feet to win, and the, re- the feet really should have won. So it's annoying that whatever happened, happened. At League underscore analysis, Wade Graham still generating points at a clip that would make Cleary blush. Wade Graham was so great in this game that they did a poll for Man of the Match and people laughed out loud. Like the one of the guy running the like emceeing it, 
what's it, the lead commentator, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I would call it, was like, oh, so if you go on the app right now, there's a man of the match you can vote for. And the other two commentators were like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? It's obviously, <laughs> yeah. why is there three other people that you can vote for? It was so, it was so dominant. And it's bizarre because he was an incredible um, ball-playing halfback, but from the second row. Yeah. So there were um, Chad Townsend, who's won a premiership, Andrew, I mean, um, Reynolds and Walker, who've both played for New South Wales, and then Johnson, who plays for New Zealand. All four of them are halves, all of them playing like shit compared to Wade, Wade Graham, who's just intensely good. Kicking, passing, offloading. He's an origin half, though, remember? Yeah. Well, that's the incredible <laughs> thing because that looked like, not a fluke, but like he probably can't do that every week. That was He was just in the zone yeah, in purple patches. Right place, right dog. Yeah, and he just was making. But he did the exact same game of that because he did that, I think, for one half of football. Yeah. He did it for two halves in this and was yeah, just right. incredible. Do you reckon um, Sam Burgess is going to be playing? After that did, massive did shot on it? Moylan. Oh, look, disgusting. I don't know how he got up again. Yeah, and what played another 10 minutes. Yeah. And then they took him out for an HIA. But he looked like um, something kind of you'd imagine you'd see in UFC where he mm. just is completely out and then gets ragdolled. Yeah, Oof. and he's laying all, to- laying all over him too. Yeah, or oh, flopsy. It was so gross. <laughs> Uh, this one is a big scoreline, both of them. Oh. One of them is an odd number. So this is a classic U. This actually looks like a score you would make up. No! Now I'm confused. 39, 24. 39-24 sounds like a wetty scoreline, and they did it. That is your scoreline. And and the best thing about this was they were winning 38-24. They destroyed them. 8-24. They were winning 38-24 with a couple of seconds to go, and the guy went, I'll How good keep, is that field goal I'll just keep a run. field goal just to annoy everyone. Tink. He's an extra point for no reason. We already definitely won. But he didn't even look like he broke stride. He just yeah. kept running straight forward and dropped it. And bam. So, disrespectful field goal, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Sunday just happened then. Chicken chow money versus shines at the hat shop. And how about this pitch of a stack from our mate Andrew RLP? Points scored in their last four NRL games. Latrell Mitchell, one try, four goals, 12 points. Two goals, four points. One try, eight goals, 20 points. Four goals, eight points. Total, two tries, 18 goals, and 44 points all up. The Gold Coast Titans. Two tries, two goals, 12 points. One goal, two points. Three tries, three goals, 18 points. Two tries, two goals, 12 points. Total, seven tries, eight eight goals. 44 points in total. So the Gold Coast Titans in the last four games have scored the same amount of points as one Roosters player. (laughs) (laughs) 44, what an insane peach of a stat. The fact that they're both on 44, Andrew, you goddamn legend. You wouldn't want to be a Gold Coast Titans fan. Oh just listen to that sort of stuff. I always feel sorry for myself being a Tigers fan because we like lose a lot. But we don't lose and haven't lost. We don't have a history. We have histories of premierships at least and one, one in 2005. Those poor Titans lose just as much as us, if not more, have no premierships and have no history. They were only invented recently. It's so sad, so hard. At least they've got, a, they've got a nice stadium that they only have one, I guess. That's there was a thing it. in the paper today about how Gold Coast teams have failed to fire, mm. and they're were, they were listing the Seagulls, the Chargers. There was a there was a five, there was five teams yeah. since I think it was the eighties, and how all of them are just built to fail, basically. They're but just, even the AFL aren't they both on the bottom of the table? The AFL, Gold Coast. No, the yeah, you're right. Gold Coast Suns are yeah. on the bottom of the table, and, but and the Gold Coast have been they've. Pulled out some good wins though this season, right? But well, the Titans have won a few games this season, but yeah. But the difference between the Gold Coast Titans and the Gold Coast Suns is the AFL have supported that franchise, and they don't 
where the NRL just set them up and is like, all right, you're on your own. Oh, well, you're bankrupt. Own, they own them for a while. They yeah. did buy them back to yeah. try and help them. So I think the AFL's version is a lot more supported, but right. GWS have somehow – they came in after the Suns and have somehow done a better job of it. Mm. And I don't think that's because of the supporter base. I think it's just because of management. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and Brett Morris had all the highlights in, in his game, wasn't even – I mean, Luttrell ended up scoring a bunch of points, but in this actual game, Brett Morris scored three tries in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, right. Which was great for him because he went into the top 10 try scorers of all time. Um, score? <laughs> huge, huge. Biggest score of the day. Biggest score against the... 89. <laughs> 89. There's <laughs> a weighty score for sure. 89, yeah, what did the Titans get? Four. Four, No. Ended up being fifty-eight six. Fifty-eight to six. Oh, very good. oh it's so bad. Yeah. And then back com- to the office. Commies in Paramatasala at the Euros bin happening right as we speak. What's the highest score ever? I was going to ask that. Have there been any in the hundreds? Yeah, surely. There's definitely some in the seventies, and there were definitely scores in the seventies. In the thirty, in the nineteen thirties, but I don't know what the actual. Yeah, right. When you look at international games, there have been games where Russia's got pumped one hundred and four <laughs> by. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, so if you don't care, if it's just in the NRL, like Australian rugby yeah. league, then yeah, definitely. I think the seventies is going to be your highest. Yeah, right. Few every. Hmm. It's almost a point a minute. It's ten nil at the moment in the Eels Dragons game. And who do you think? Who do you think wins? Weddy, Kamis or Paramatasala? What do you think? Parramatta. I'll just... (laughs) Can I just ask a question? The Tigers started well and were in the eight at the start of the season. Is this... When was... What round did we leave the eight? How long were we out of the eight for? Before Origin. Before, yeah. And then the entire way through Origin. We still need to win... We can only lose one game for the rest of the season. Out of season. the five. Yeah. yeah. And we have to play Manly. So that's yeah. a very good chance it's that one. We've got to play the Dogs next week, and that's the kind of game we definitely lose, usually lose. And yeah, they already especially against the Oons. Yeah, and so we've, we've played them already this year, and they already beat us. And we also need to play the Knights again, the Commies again. Oh, sorry, maybe the Commies for the first time. And we play the Sharks for the last game at Leichhardt. Yeah, right. That'd be a good game. So there are all games that we can win except for probably Manly, if, if we're honest. Manly is so is in such great touch at the moment. They're hard to touch <laughs> <laughs> with all the touchings. Great touch, no touch. Moving on. I love sports. Speaking of Gold Coast Suns, what else is sucking in AFL? Uh, I don't like to say it, but the Swans are sucking at the moment. No. I still remember sitting here at the start of the season speculating about what's going to happen and how everyone was bagging the Swans and how they're going to finish 14th. Um, and it was 100% right because they're, <laughs> they're coming 15th at the moment. They've been hanging around 14th and 15th for pretty much the entire season. Um, yesterday they played the GWS Giants out at um, whatever that stadium's called, Spotless yeah. Stadium now. Or Woodchoppers. Wood yeah, Woodchopper Chop Chops. And the first half wasn't looking great for the Swans. They were down by 13 points at halftime. 13's not much. It's not much, but weren't. they were looking like shite. It's two goals and a second chance. That's right. You know a lot about AFL these days. <laughs> I, I do. Not um, these days. That's what I know from a long time ago. They came back and stayed in and got it back to four points at three-quarter time, oh. and then it was nail-biting. Four in second the, chances. It was <laughs> nail-biting in the last 
um, five minutes because the swans are up, the swans are down, and then we just managed to miss a mark. Sam Reid manages just not to hold on to a mark in the um, forward 50 and the Giants ended up winning by two points. Oofed. But the Swans were very, very, very close, but it's not going to change much for them. Did it they changed play, a lot for the GWS, though. Did they play well in the second half? They did. Oh, great. It was good to watch in the end, mm. particularly because I think there's been like seven or eight debutants for the Swans. So there's a lot of new talent playing um, when there's a lot of old guys. Jared McVeigh retired this week, who's like the Robbie Farrow of mm. um, the Swans. Polarizing or just played a long time? Played a long time. He hasn't had the polarizing. Oh, He's right. like been the favorite child of oh, right. the Swans. Like Benji, then. He right. won 2012. Um, so, yeah, he's been there and done all the hard yards. Mm. But there's going to be quite a few people retire. Kieran Jack is yeah, obviously Gary, Gary Jack's, Jack's son. A strange son. Yeah, is they don't talk. Right? Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's weird. But he hasn't been, he's a, he was a captain and has been in the reserve grade. And he, he hasn't been playing well, and I'd almost say he would retire at the end of this year too. Mm. So he uh, won't just go and play for someone else. No, Gold Coast Suns. No, he's he's a bit like Jared McVeigh, same sort of age, oh, and has sort of run his course. Mm. But the funniest thing in AFL, um, when you're going to play your last few years, um, Brad Hodge used to play for Hawthorne and won all those premierships with him. Um, was playing for the Brisbane Lions this week against Hawthorne. And they were having a bit of banter. Anyway, old mate was Brad Hodge was standing over the top of a Hawthorne player, and he had his head between his legs, just like not letting him get up off the ground. And old mate just came up with a handful of cockle ball um, to get him off his like to stop getting out of Louise. the um, out of his legs. And it was the funniest reaction because the umpire oh. didn't know how to take it. Yeah. But the guy who Brad Hodge who was doing it all was like. That's too good. <laughs> and let him go. <laughs> oh, mate, ran back, kicked the, like, kicked the ball off and game went on. Maybe, well, hell no, he really got a reach around. Maybe he was- It was a proper sack tap. Like, <laughs> oh. I'd encourage you to watch it because uh, it was- Pornhub? Where do you find it? <laughs> I guess so. Anyway, I just also want to talk about the Ashes right now because- Go for it. Obviously, Australia's We're playing good. Um, England's. We're off here. I don't know about good. I thought we were going to get pumped. We're, we're in the game, mm. that's for sure. Mm. We're winning by 40 runs and going into day four, mm. but we're three down. Warner and Bancroft, though, have, haven't have shown much. Yeah, I think the heads... I did see him. He was... He was David Warner? In the, yeah. He was footing in the deep. Emptied his pockets? Yeah, he showed yeah, his yeah. gun in his hands and emptied yeah. his pocket of the crowd. No, that was that good. Was cute. But in terms of form, yeah. Steve Smith's 140-odd far mm. out. What an mm. absolute machine mm. to come back after a year's suspension and not be captain. So, <clears throat> for anyone who doesn't have any idea what we're talking about... <laughs> Or just wetty. The uh, Australian cricket team last year went through a big hoo-ha because someone had sandpaper and was tampering with the ball so that we get an unfair advantage. And they were hiding the sandpaper, the sandpaper in their pocket. So one of three people who were implicated in that thing, when he was fielding near the boundary, the English we're fans him. were giving him a lot of shit. And so he said, look, I've got nothing in my hands, and then pulled out his pockets and there's nothing in my pockets, and everyone was smiling, and he was smiling. He should have really dropped his decks. Why? Why do they have poggers? <laughs> Holy crap. That was my question. Put stuff in. Why no, you put your towel. You put your Guys towel. love poggers. Girls hate poggers. I don't know why. You put your towel, like your towel to dry the ball. You put your team list in there, your rotations. It's oh, all stuff. Gum. Sounds like it would hold you down running. 
<sighs> keys. You wouldn't even know. Like Wallet Pubber smokes keys. Yeah. Gotta have your phone. You gotta have your phone. Put some bets on. <laughs> <laughs> no, More but, zinc. But they, yeah, the test is looking um, pretty interesting, particularly because some of our bowling choices were quite. Um, what would you say? Not no, not shit, but um, in the old school. I don't know how to say. They weren't straightforward. Mitch Stark, who's probably one of our, one of our best bowlers, was left out for Peter Siddle, who's old like school, old school, old hands. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think. But I can't think what else, how else I describe. But it was all down to the weather conditions, uh, thinking right. that he'll have more swing and more a um, bit more like variation. And they Pat dance. Cummins, it's a swing dance that they do. Pat Cummins hasn't played Test cricket in three years. Yeah. Yeah. You should, you should sit down and watch the Test match tonight. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. We've got to get at least 280, 290 to actually have a contest in day five, I think. Oh, okay. I think we'll be all right. Even if we can jag a draw, I'd be happy with that at the moment. Yeah. Let's move on to this. What was your wow? I know you sent me one, which is what inspired me to do one. Uh, my wow came from the Chelsea warm-up game. Again, I'm not sure who it was against. I think it was against a, um, an American team, and there was a cross into the box to... A player known as Pedro. Insert any, any other name here, <laughs> I wouldn't have a clue. Oh. The ball, he was running in front of the ball. Let me explain this for you. Look at Twitter too. He was running in front of the ball, soccer okay. or football. <laughs> the ball comes behind him and he's got a defender on him. And instead of stopping to try and control the ball or whatever, old mate just puts up his scorpion leg, puts up his heel and purposefully... Oh, Directs the ball like a proper strike into the side of the net past the goalkeeper. It was insane that you could. The ball would have been probably neck height, so he's managed to not break stride at full speed, put his leg up, and direct this ball into the goal. It was outrageous. It looks incredible. Outrageous, did you say? Yeah, yeah, it was outrageous. That's a great way to describe it. it. Are we talking like Matrix? This isn't. This is my one. I'll show you. Um, The one I'm doing comes from a tweet I saw by at nka. N-Y-E-Z-1-5. This person said, Probably the funniest thing I've seen all year on a rugby field, the referee gives a penalty uh, after a scrum, and one of the players, because a penalty is done by lifting your arm out towards a team that gets a penalty, one of the players comes out from the scrum and high-fives the referee as he keeps going. (laughs) (laughs) Which I just thought was one of the best things I'd ever seen in a rugby field outside of winning a World Cup. So, What is the point of a scrum? Oh, we're not going to do that now. But anyway, they're the Wellmets. Okay. Let's move on to... <laughs> That's great. Let's move on to Bingo's. B3. You shot my battleship. <laughs> G52. You shot my battleship. <laughs> now, none of them happened. Which yeah. is a real shame. None of mine happened either. Mine, why did the Pat Picanti rule again, the law of Pat Picanti bingos, where she said, the problem is we spend time with each other and then we retrospectively bingo. So I've written down actually a whole bunch of things that you've already said, hoping that you'd say them again. I've realised now. <laughs> so I was hoping that you were going to talk about the Tokyo Swallows oh, in your weekend yeah, rap. I right. should have brought up your trip to Japan if I really wanted that Yeah, to right. Um, that is a sport to be seen. Japan, Japanese baseball, go mm. and have a look. They cheer with umbrellas. It is freaking unreal. They That's take turns want. to cheer. What? If the batting team for Weddy Wet Wet side's batting, you get to cheer, Weddy Wet Wet. When it's Mercho's team's time to bat, his team gets to cheer, and you don't cross over. 
So there's no heckling. It's oh. just cheer, 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 stop, cheer, 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 stop. It was nuts. Yeah. Anyway. That's why I wanted to bring it up. That's why I wanted to do it after the pod. And also, <laughs> he's, um, the Doctor's always been a big Swallows fan. So, <laughs> so yeah, when I can get it in. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted you to say that I was in my element during the the big tea walking around talking to everyone in the Tigers franchise. And then also I wanted you to pay out Mike. I thought you were going to do that while you were doing Is he still here? Mm, well, I, I thought it was Pat now. Anyway. That was Pacance. I haven't seen Mike for um, how many years? Yeah. Also, that's the one thing I'm loving about bingos is that it just is like a way for you to go, you didn't talk about this, go and talk about it now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the switch up. Yeah. Well, what were yours? My bingos are relating to you um, specifically asking one of your, like Pat Richards, I saw those selfies, mm. trying to relive like what you would have said, but you just sort of played that one oh, down. Oh, um, I was hoping for merch to come in and add a correction somehow. Um, he's good at that. He was a bit dusty today. <laughs> got, I didn't, I didn't have the inside word on that. Mm. Um, what was the third one? I think the third one was a relate a Boomsy or Pat mm, um, tweet from the mm. Souths game. They didn't tweet. They were too upset. <laughs> I think they were way off. Yeah, I was text right. messaging them both. Neither of them wanted to talk about football. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Let's do this. Obviously, all the fans. Thank you so much for coming out. Um, we wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole sixty minutes, and we bloody love yous. Missing us already? Then get involved with us through the socials, particularly Twitter. Any departing words, Doctor? Uh, it's good to have you back. It's great to be back. See you next week. You got anything to say? Can I see your socks? Yeah, look at these. Oh, the doctor's got some pretty fancy ass socks. They've got cats. Uh, these were a um, retirement gift. Oh, they're really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a visual medium, so I'm glad all the viewers can see his great green cat socks. If you'd like any audio engineering done, you can get around merch on Twitter at PMerch underscore. Our artwork's done by strongpencil.com, so go and find her. If you want to listen to any other sports chat that doesn't describe what kind of socks you're wearing, <laughs> um, you can listen to This Week in League, Full Credit to the Boys, Voluntary Tackle, Chasing Kangaroos, Rugby League, Digest, NRL RAS Roundup, and NRL Boom Rookies. Enjoy your sport for another week and come back and have a drink with us next Monday. Talk to you then, sports best friends. Nice. Bye. Oh, <laughs> and I finished my drink and so I thought oh Robbie must have also finished his drink so I went over to the bar and got, <laughs> got a cider because I was already drinking ciders and walked over halfway through one of his brother's speech and I'm like oh Robbie here's a drink man he's like oh thanks man it's really nice of me and then when I, when I went back to the team two other players pat me on the back saying what a champion I was I was just like this is I was waiting for someone to just go, you're, term- you're terminally ill and this is that we've put this on because you're going to die and this is never going to happen again. Far out. Couldn't believe it. So, of course, Benji, Luke, Brooks, everyone.